0: This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Champion Forum, where it is my mission to influence others to become champions and ensure everyone reaches their fullest potential in this life. This is part two of a two-part series, Navigating Tough Conversations. Let's get started. All right, so you've done your homework. Uh, you've prepared for this meeting. Now it's time to execute. One of the best ways that I have found to add structure when you're delivering this type of feedback is by using the Staben model. That's S, T, A, B as in boy, E, N is in Nancy. So the S stands for source. The T stands for time and place. The A stands for amicable, the B for behavior, the E for emotion, and the N is for need. So let's start with the S, the source. This is where you identify the source of the conflict, uh, the who, uh, the what. Be sure you are only identifying the main issue at hand. What is the source of the issue that led to this meeting anyway? Why is this meeting take taking place? Where did it derive from? Now, on to the T, time and place. When is the best time to have this discussion? Where is the best uh, place to have the intervention? By identifying the right setting, what you're doing is you're helping set the tone of the meeting. Depending on your situation, your office is usually a great location to have this type of a, a discussion and dialogue. Now, if it's general dialogue, you can choose to talk over a cup of coffee or lunch, know what the protocol is at your place of business before you go rogue and and take somebody off site, feel that out. But if it's just general dialogue, I have found sometimes grabbing a coffee at a Starbucks, it kind of lightens it a little bit so it doesn't come across as punitive, but very constructive. But feel that out and use some emotional intelligence as you navigate where to have it. Pulling them off-site for the conversation can, can maybe lessen the chance of an employee feeling embarrassed. So know your surroundings, know what your workplace looks like, and be smart about where you're having this meeting. Now, if it's serious, I can tell you that a cup of coffee is probably not appropriate. Delivering a very formal counseling or performance improvement plan over a cup of coffee at the local diner. Not not a good idea. Never am I going to endorse that as a good strategy. In this case, you should select a common meeting spot, uh, a conference room, your office, whatever it might be. Now, here's here's kind of a side note on that uh, point, though. If by chance the tough discussion is with a peer, uh, meaning this is a peer-to-peer tough discussion, and it's obviously not disciplined because it's a peer, I'd recommend a neutral spot, such as a conference room uh, versus somebody's office. There's something to be said about meeting somebody in their office. They quote unquote have the upper hand. You're in their territory. If you're meeting with a peer, go neutral. Find the conference room, find the break room, but get out of somebody's office. In any case, whatever the dy- dynamic might be, make sure that you're choosing a safe environment that everybody can feel comfortable in. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, on to the A, amicable in an effort to gain their attention, try starting the discussion with something positive, something genuine. Uh, What you don't want to become is uh, labeled as the tyrant. You know, there's nothing wrong with setting the tone of the meeting in a very positive and amicable way. It's important to set a positive tone going into the meeting. You know, if you have a negative approach uh, your employees are more likely to get defensive and argumentative. Now, if this is a, a meeting about termination, then forget it. Like, get in and get them out. Like, there's no point in moving on. But if we, if this is a coaching meeting, let's let's be genuine. We don't need to be tyrants to lead well. Give them examples of positive things that they can do to improve and things that you have drawn out of them that you've seen that they do well. Don't just tell them uh, what they're doing wrong. You know, I always say catch people doing something right. But look, the whole purpose of the meeting is uh, they, went, they, went, they went rogue for a minute. That doesn't make them a bad employee. It surely doesn't make them a bad, imper- a bad person. Highlight some of the things that you like. Provide them with tools. Provide them with resources of how they can improve. You know, if you're one of these bosses that just says, hey, you did it wrong hey, stop doing it that way. Well, give them feedback on how they can do it better. Give them a different approach. Help them find a different posture. If you just keep barking that it's wrong, that's not helping anybody. That makes you a tyrant. Nobody wants to work for a tyrant. And every situation is different. But I can tell you what, this is a great opportunity to live by the golden rule. Put yourself in their shoes. How would you like the news to to be delivered to you? If you were the one committing the quote-unquote crime, How would you like your boss to deliver it to you? This is going to help to maintain a positive interaction throughout the discussion. After all, think about it. Here's the goal. It's always to help somebody see where they went off the path and help them to get back on it. That's what we're here to do. Next up is the B, behavior. When you're having these types of discussions, it's critical that you stay on task and you address the behavior specific to the conflict and avoid discussing other behaviors, and we've all had that employee, it's like you could write a list of things you don't like about them. We've all had one, but this is not the time for that. This is the time where you are going to address the specific behavior that was the problem. The more specific that you can be, the better. If you're able to provide dates, times, specific conduct, it's gonna put you in a much, much better position Because that avoids hearsay. Hey, here's what I think. Well, facts speak much louder than opinions. So let's get as much uh, clarity around that as we can. This is going to help you avoid lumping things together and saying the dreadful words like never and always. Example. uh, You're always late to meetings, Chi-Chi. Really? Always? Chi-Chi's never been on time to a single meeting. This is not going to help you in any way find resolution. Living in never and always, whenever you're having a tough conversation, that immediately puts somebody in a defensive posture. First off, it's probably not true. You're exaggerating, and it automatically puts them in a defensive posture. The next step is E, emotion. Be aware of your body language and your tone of voice. Body language, I can tell you, it speaks louder than words, you, you know, you might be giving them this uh, verbally, but your body language is saying something totally different. Body language will speak multitudes. I would tell you this too. Express whatever the situation is, express it using I statements rather than you statements. You statements typically come off as blaming. You did this. You did that. You performed this way. You make it about I, and I'm going to explain exactly what that looks like. So here, here's an example. We talked about being late. Hey, uh, Chi-Chi, when you were late to the meeting, I felt like you didn't see the value in the content I was presenting. You see how much different that is than, Chi-Chi, you're always late. Chi-Chi, you were late again. Chi-Chi, you, you, you. When you bring it back to I, what you're, what you're fostering is some empathy. And they're like, if there's any level of gratitude that they level of gratitude that they have in you as a leader, they're gonna feel like they let you down. And that's not an environment. If you have a healthy environment and you're having this type of dialogue and you say, Chi Chi, when you were late to the meeting, I felt like you didn't see value in the content that I was presenting. Oh man. Oh, that's not what I meant. You know, I, please, you got to understand. We want to make sure that we're speaking in I versus speaking in you. Finally, the N. N is for need. This this is the moment that you provide the other person information on what you need to have happen moving forward. Folks, this is where the rubber meets the road. This this is this is the the answers. This is the formula I'm now giving you to get back on track and get back to where I know that you can be. This feedback should have, be. it's got to be very direct, very concise. It's important that you you verify understanding of the feedback as well. This is going to avoid confusion um, or possible manipulation. Verify understanding. You give, hey, here's what I saw. Here's Here's how it's going to be. This is what I need from you moving forward. Do you understand? Yes, boss, I understand. Tell me what that looks like to you. Hear it back, because if not, you're going to be two weeks down the road. They're going to perform the same crime again, and you're going to say, we just talked about it, and they're going to say, that's not what you said. This is what I thought you said. There's got to be clarity so that it doesn't continue to repeat itself. It avoids confusion, and it eliminates the uh, tendency that some people have from time to time to manipulate the conversation. Also, depending on the situation, uh, you may want to uh, ask how you, the leader, can support them in this change. How how about that for for a try? Hey, look, I, I appreciate you listening to what I said. Is there anything more that I might be able to do to help you in this area? I want you thinking about that. Well, what does that do? That tells that employee that you're in it with them. You know, I'm locking arms with you. I don't want to see this happen again. I want to see you get better. Because when you get better, the team gets better. And when the team gets better, we can win together. How can I help you? Maybe it is you. Maybe it's they don't have the right resources. They're spread thin. They don't have the time. Open up that kind of dialogue. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm a big big proponent of role playing Uh, we're going to do our very first ever role play here on the champion forum as a way to help coach guide you into what this conversation might look like so I have in studio with me uh, one of the masterminds of the champion forum Chi Chi is with me Chi Chi's got herself into some trouble and so uh, I'm going to have a discussion with her And uh, what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to set up this scenario with you. So, uh, one of your employees, Chi-Chi, got in a shouting match with another employee, Bethany. And uh, it was due to an escalated customer situation. And this isn't the first time that Chi-Chi has had an interaction like this with another employee. You know, Chi-Chi, though, she, I mean, she is an exceptional performer. But since this is not the first time that Chi-Chi has demonstrated this kind of conduct... Your team is becoming uh, much less forgiving of Chi-Chi. And after gathering all the information, you've decided as the leader, you're going to issue some corrective action. So here's some additional information to paint this scenario. At your office, uh, no one is in the office after 3 o'clock p.m., Uh, Chi-Chi has had previous disciplinary action in the past due to an unprofessional email that she sent to another employee and you documented that and you know, now we're starting to see this behavior bubble back up. The other thing is, is that, uh, we know that Chi-Chi doesn't get along with Bethany because, uh, Chi-Chi feels like Bethany's lazy. And, uh, another thing we know is that Chi-Chi aspires to be promoted to a management position. You know, all of you leaders out there and you aspiring leaders, you're identifying with this because, uh, you know, I'm not going to come on here. I've led for years. I've I've seen a lot of situations. I'm never going to paint a rosy picture. It's never clear and concise. And it's this easy. There's always so many other tangents to delivering feedback because there's a lot of information. So here's what I'm going to do based off of that information and that scenario I painted. We're going to break this scenario down using the six steps of the Staben model. So the first is the S, the source. Chi-Chi is clearly the source of the problem in this scenario. Clearly, we have found the root of the problem. The second is time and place. So here's what I'm going to do as the leader. I'm going to invite Chi-Chi to meet with me at 3.15 in my office Once everyone else has left for the day and I'm going to get the other leader in the building to join in as a witness, because, uh, you know, there's been some prior disciplinary action. So I feel she might get a little defensive. Um, You know, she might get emotional. So I'm going to play it safe by ensuring that nobody else is negatively impacted. I'm going to get the rest of the staff out of the building Chi-Chi's going to stay a little bit late, and I'm going to have uh, Nathan, uh, the, the CEO, he's going to sit in as well and observe this discussion. So I'm also going to have, um, you know, Nathan's going to sit in, but I'm not, he's just going to be a witness. I'm not asking him to say any, I just want him to observe the discussion. So I've already pre-planned uh, with Nathan, he knows his role in the meeting. So amicable is our next step. Hey, Chi-Chi, thanks so much for staying back today. You know, look, I first want to to congratulate you for another fantastic month. You're not only leading the team here locally, but you are number one in the region as well. Your results continue to be world-class, and I need you to know that this does not go unnoticed, and it's very appreciated. Well, thanks, Jeff. I enjoy working here, and I'm glad my contributions have not gone unnoticed. No doubt. Your your, your results are world-class, and uh, they don't go overlooked. You know, Chi-Chi, and here's the behavior piece. Chi-Chi, listen, I want to discuss your interaction with Bethany from yesterday that occurred, uh, you know, a few minutes before the close of business yesterday. You know, it's come to my attention that you lost your temper, and you, you called her a lazy slouch, and that mm-hmm. she doesn't care about anybody but herself. Right. You know, it's also, I've been made aware to me that um, you are very animated and uh, you were speaking very loudly and with a very, very strong tone in the office. And um, look, when, when you lashed out at Bethany, this is the E emotion, when you lashed out at Bethany the other day, it made me feel like you were compromising the culture that we're trying to build here. And it also made Bethany feel very uncomfortable and somewhat threatened. And here we go, the end need. Chi-Chi, I know you've expressed your opinion of Bethany. I know how you feel about her. However, the way you acted, it's, it's not only unprofessional, but it's unacceptable. I need you to maintain, need you to maintain your composure when dealing with other coworkers. As difficult as they can be sometimes to work with. You've made it very clear to me that you want to be a leader here someday. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that, that this will need to be an area that you will need to show great improvement as you develop yourself into leadership. I need to know this is something that you're committed to making improvements with. Look, I'm here to help. I want to guide you in this area. Moving forward, if something like this should arise, I want you to seek my feedback before making any comments or giving any type of feedback. I'm willing to help coach. I'm willing to help guide you to becoming the leader that you want to be. But I need your commitment that you're always going to put the team first and temper your emotions. Can I count on you to do that? Well, Jeff, since you put it that way, I do apologize for my behavior, and I'm willing to make improvements. You can count on me. Fantastic, Chi-Chi. Thank you so much. So there you have it. There's the role play. Play it back. Listen to it again. We covered every, uh, six, six, all six steps. And look, so then post-discussion, what happens? Go back to business as usual, immediately. Remember, this is not personal. Leave your emotions out of this. You know, we are leading people. We're here to make people better. This isn't emotional. This isn't a personal attack. Business as usual. I would also tell you this. Consider having an informal, brief discussion to look back on the discussion and reiterate your support. It could be a day later. It could be a couple days later. You know, if Chi-Chi has any respect for me at all, she's going to go out of there feeling, man, deflated. Oh, man, I blew it. Man. Now, if Chi-Chi walks away defensive and says, you know what? That guy can stick it, whatever. Well, guess what? You just weeded out a culture issue. And that's a good thing, too. Either way, there's a benefit. But if you're building this culture and Chi-Chi is the kind of person that she feels like she let you down, that that's going to start eating at her, right? It's going to start festering. Man, what can I do to get back in his good graces? What do I got to do to gain his respect and let Bethany know that I didn't really mean it, but I, she just frustrates me, Right. That's when you as the leader, you come swinging back the other side at a different time and you have that informal discussion and you say, hey, look, um, I really appreciate how you handled that situation the other day. I know that was a tough conversation, but it's very important to me, Chi Chi, that, you know, the reason I'm willing to have those tough conversations is I see such potential in you. And I want the very best out of you. And I know what you want. I know what your goals are. You've expressed why they're important to your personal life. And I'm very committed to doing that. And I really appreciate how you handled that tough conversation. And I wanted to make it very clear that you know exactly where I stand and how I feel about you. That's going to build them back up. That's not saying that what they did is okay. You addressed that. But at some point, there's got to be some level of restoration. You know, I'll say this too. This is going to demonstrate to these kind of people that you want to continue to support them even after the problem now listen if this is if this is an escalating thing and you've defined this person as a culture problem and you you're this is a coaching out situation what i just said erase it don't even, don't even bother. If you've defined them as a culture issue, they're, they're, they're sacrificing customer service. They're pulling your business down. Forget about it. Think of the best strategy that you can to get them out of your building. But if you value them, make sure that you are, are showing that to them. Ensure consistency in everything that you do with your team. What you do for one, you do for everybody. Also, communicate your commitment to their success like I had just stated I see your potential. I'm going to help you get there. All right. So, winding down, and and as I close, this is going to, this wraps up this discussion on navigating through these tough conversations. I want to get a free resource in your hands that's going to help give you a visual. Uh, and help you prepare for future tough discussions and ensure that you're not missing steps as you prepare to get the best out of your people. This this is so that you don't have to go back and write notes and all of these things. Here's what I want you to do. This this worksheet, uh, it's created to give you the ability to process your thoughts and write notes for each step. And this worksheet, it can then be used while you're delivering the discussion to your employee. Here's what you're gonna find by using this tool is that as you're preparing for this discussion you're going to start filling in the blanks that I have for you. You're going to go through every single step. That's going to give you clarity of thought. It's going to build your confidence of having this tough conversation. What you're going to find after several times of using this tool is that you really don't even need it anymore because now it it hasn't be, it's become part of your process. I talk a lot about muscle memory in leadership. By using this tool, you're building that muscle memory and it'll become part of who you are as a leader, not what you do. If you'd like to take advantage of this free resource, email us at uh, jeffhancher at the championforum.com. In the subject line, type the words conflict resolution and we'll be sure to get that out to you. Remember this, leaders. We lead people. People are human. We all have flaws. Our job as leaders is to help our people reach their fullest potential. At times, that means caring enough to have the tough discussion. Your people are counting on you to do this, whether they know it or not. Your organization will also be better for it. Don't let ignoring difficult conversations wreck your efforts to retain and attract great employees. Lean into the tough discussions and always, always, always remember this. You have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.